let's start this. So we're starting. Okay. All right. to Mid-Faith Crisis, a new podcast about mid and faith and crisis. I don't really know what this is about yet, so <laughs> it's going to be fantastic. It's a, start. it's a great start. I think it's a professional start, and that's what we want. Who are you? My, who am I? My name's Nick Page. Uh, I'm a writer, uh, speaker, human being, follower of Jesus-ish. Anyway, uh, yes, that's what I do. I write books and all that kind of stuff and in that case who are you uh disgraced pastor uh joe davis disgraced <laughs> very good and disgraceful pastor yes thank you well. thank so you so i like to think yeah. you're you're keeping that going yeah no i uh, i um, I'm, I'm actually an ordained baptist minister i have been pastoral ministry probably about 25 years one way or another uh worked with oasis trust for a long long while uh, been in church-based ministry and more recently uh, working with Renovare, which is a charity, um, and um, being a local celebrant, doing lots of funerals and the odd wedding or two. Yeah, so basically, if you see Joe turn up at your door, be very be afraid. afraid. Basically, be afraid. Death, that can be bad. News. Death is coming. Yes. <laughs> yeah, um, so this is uh, a podcast about our own experiences, and also we hope about uh, that we'll connect into other people's experiences as well, about what it is to sort of be Christian to um, be a disciple today and all those issues. But I mean, I think we should just start with this, this episode, really, you know, what do we, what do we mean by mid-faith crisis? What, what is a mid-faith crisis, well, Jack? Well, uh, gratuitously stolen, of course, from mid-life crisis, but it seemed to me there were real parallels between what a lot of my friends were experiencing in their lives, but also with the faith journey, and uh, I know that's an overused word, but th- there is this kind of progression through faith, but... It seemed to me good thinking, uh, you know, uh, great Christian people were just getting to that point where, you know, maybe they go to church, maybe they've stopped going to church. They they are rooted in a spirituality. They believe in God, but somehow in their experience, they're going, huh, Mm. what? And so you have that very lonely feeling, perhaps if you do still go to church, where you kind of walk into the building, you go to the service and it. And everyone around you seems to be having a great time and they're singing the songs and, you know, depending on which church you are, you're in there waving their hands around. But you're just going, you know, I'm not sure I really get yeah. this. And then someone gets up and, you know, lectures you for 10 minutes if you're in a reasonable church or 40 minutes if you're in one of mine. <laughs> and you go, uh, hang on. Yes. I'm not sure I can really understand what this person's saying or make the make the connections between what's going on here in this church service and actually the life I'm living. It's, it's kind it of like became, that classic yeah. midlife question, is that it? Yes. Which I always think is the definition of a midlife crisis, really. Is that, that moment when you look around, and you could ask that about your own career or whatever, but actually yeah. I think many people have had that experience of, of looking around them in church going... Well, is that it? Is this is this what it yeah. it's actually about? Exactly. And I that's so that's really the point. And that, I think I, I I think that's the point of this whole podcast because I don't think that I I think that that in a way is if I can use this language 
God speaking to us, even inviting us into something much deeper and different. But it feels scary and it feels for all the world like you're losing your faith Mm. because actually you deconstruct everything. And the process, that process and the process of reconstructing it is very painful and very... uh, isolating and it can feel lonely hence why we thought it would be a good idea to do a podcast to know you're not alone and this is a very normal and I think a very natural part of faith and it's been encouraging for me going back over the sort of classical devotional writers really from centuries and centuries ago and realizing oh at one point in history this was a very recognizable feature the dark night of the soul or whatever you want to call it this, this, this place where you get to in your faith, where suddenly nothing makes sense and where you need something deeper and richer than the Sunday school mm. kind of faith that worked for you when you were a child, but doesn't work in midlife. So, but the, the issue, part of the issue is, for those of us in, in churches, I think, is how did churches sort of view that? You know, this is, it seems to me, something that a lot of people go through and yet churches don't really talk about it and they might even characterise this as a failing. Yeah. That somehow you are... Or oh, that old-fashioned word, backsliding. 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 Oh, Suddenly lying in bed I've... and having a you know bacon sandwich on a Sunday morning feels more appealing. Some of my best moments with God have been backsliding. <laughs> I, I, if it was an Olympic event, I'd be very good at backsliding. <laughs> I can imagine it in the Winter Olympics, actually. Yeah. People just... <laughs> and there goes Nick. Oh, he's backsliding. He's, he's... <laughs> <laughs> he's questioned the Bible <laughs> and he's got a six from the Russian judge um, because it involves doubt yes I guess absolutely. it involves questions yep. so churches aren't really going to welcome that are they no well I'll qualify that I mean you and I have friends who actually I think are doing some very creative very different things and and are and are starting to address this issue. But certainly my experience in churches is that I've been a part of or attended is that if you question things, you, you're not really falling in line or you're seen as being a bit of a loose cannon or a bit difficult or mm. a bit contrary. And and yeah, you you're made to feel like you don't belong, mm. uh, that there's something wrong. And, and that, that can be quite extreme. And sometimes you don't belong. And, and sometimes, you know, that, that will get you in certain degrees of trouble if you're perceived as not towing the party line mm. on stuff. So, yeah. And that's, I guess, why we need things like this or we need groups outside to help us work yeah. through this because uh, it can be quite a lonely thing. I mean, it's, especially if you're the man in charge and you're having these <laughs> yeah, moments. Yeah, I speak from experience. It's not the greatest thing in the world when you're the actual minister of the church doubting and doing yeah. all these things. <laughs> it can get you in yeah. trouble. So you, you, That's a podcast all of its own. Well, we'll maybe come back to that. Um, uh, <laughs> the loneliness of the long-distance doubter. Maybe you, you... Let's come back a little bit then and say, well, OK, so you're in church and you're having these feelings... Um, <laughs> Firstly, stop it, and second, concentrate on what we're talking about. Uh, you know, and that, but um, you, you're, you're you're having these feelings. Um, is that it? I mean, is that is the, it, where do we go with that? So, talk us through the the kind of stage that you're at, and what other what what happens after that? Then, you know, if if they are really an opportunity, what are they an opportunity for? Well, I I think it's the classic thing of you know something isn't working. And in this case, it's your faith 
your faith isn't, it actually just isn't working for you. It's not connecting, it's not joining the dots of your life, it's not making sense. So so you're going to, there's really, I think, is there only two options? Perhaps there's three options. So the first option is you just say, this, this faith thing is a whole load of rubbish, you know. And so option one is, let's just reject the whole lot. It, it worked for a while. But to be honest, you know, I'm 40 or I'm 50 or however old you are. And, and I don't really think there's a place for this in my worldview anymore. So that's option one. Just reject the whole lot. Uh, option two is kind of carry on in this dissatisfied kind of way indefinitely. You'll go along to church, you know, maybe it keeps your partner happy if you go or, you know, you, you show your face and you say, and you, you, you repress it. You mm. repress those doubts, you repress those feelings, you, rep- you know, and you just show up and you put on the happy face. And it's this kind of, it's a kind of game, isn't it? It's like a theatre, you, you know, you wear a mask, you go in, you come home and you get on with the rest of your life. And, and you know, it's, it's a box in your life. It's compartmentalised. Oh, this is my faith. It comes out on a Sunday or it comes out on a Wednesday night when I go to a group. But that's pretty much where it stays. So you stay in this kind of indefinitely in this mid, middle, unsatisfying ground. And But I think the third option is you jump down the rabbit hole to mix the metaphors up again and you see how deep it really goes mm. morpheus and and what you do <laughs> is you 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 jump and you you do the dangerously scary inner work of the heart and i think you know jesus if he was doing nothing else was always promoting not abstract religion but true religion religion of the heart you know where where you're not just kind of clean on the outside and you do the ritualistic bit right, but actually there's a goodness that mm. flows up from within. Well, I don't know about you, but there, there, there are times when there seems to be a complete absence of goodness in my heart. But I know somehow that what Jesus is doing is wanting to speak into that deeper place. And of course, if you do this inner journey, and I don't mean to get too kind of wacky here, but you discover Christ within. The second option, you talked about will just turn up. You know, just basically yeah. keep turning up. Actually, I think there's a variant on there that is, is, is in a sense more corrosive. I think the second option is work harder. Often, right, that's sure. how it's expressed. Yeah. Not only yeah, turn yeah, up, yeah. but actually there must be something wrong with me. If I'm yeah. feeling this way, there's yeah. something wrong with me. I've got to get, yeah. I've got to get, I've got to, I've got to work harder. And it's particularly to the Protestant work ethic kind of thing yeah. kicks sure. in. Sure. And, um, and actually, I'm going to be more zealous. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to yeah. believe more strongly because I can layer it on thick, and therefore I can I can actually um, really overcome all my doubts by just believing. Yeah, you know, yeah, actually, sure. Yeah. It's like bodybuilding. Absolutely basically. right. What yeah. I'm going to do is I'm going to take the the um, spiritual testosterone and the the steroids <laughs> yeah. of yeah. of faith. I'm going to get and, more dogmatic, and I'm going to get more dogmatic. And that, <laughs> yeah. that, in fact, is a classic sort of midlife. Yeah. thing that happens both generally yeah. not only in, in faith but in people's yeah. anxieties about their own um, life yeah. is that they become more secure more more they take more future in more security this is why I think mm. a lot of older people get more conservative as they get older actually because they, they, they want the certainty yeah sure they really want that living in ambiguity is uncomfortable it is it yeah. is uncomfortable not as uncomfortable as these jeans I should say <laughs> no. and this chair all, all but, that chair but you know streaking. there is a certain ambiguity to my Trouserness at the moment. Um, <laughs> Sorry, listeners. Listen no, we'll be thankful it's not a video. Well, let's let's look at that. So you've um, 
talked about stages of faith or mm. mentioned stages of faith. Perhaps you haven't mentioned stages of faith. Well, not mention them now. Uh, Take me through those stages of what do you mean by those stages of faith? Well, um, lots of different people have. Uh, You've stolen about, this idea. Yeah, yeah lots of different people have have uh, skinned this particular cat, and there's many ways of slicing the cake. I just want as many different metaphors as That's I can. That's very good. Yeah. <laughs> so there may be four stages, or six stages, or nine stages, or whatever. It depends who you read. But the basic idea, and, and and they never follow in a linear way, even though I'm going to present them in a linear way, is the first. You know, the first stage is generally some sort of awakening. To spiritual reality. So you get this sense that there's more than I can touch, see, feel, smell, taste. You, you know, there's something going on in the universe and I, I'm opening up to an, a spiritual awareness. And you probably want, you know, some sort of spiritual guide then, a pastor or an alpha course or something like that. that kind of you. So that leads to the second stage, uh, broadly speaking, and I think I'm going to come up with six, uh, which is uh, learning learning the laws of faith, learning the rules, who's in, who's out. This is where you get doctrine. This is where you go to church and you cannot get enough of it. And, you you, you know, you, you're just lapping up sermons and singing and small groups and you, you, you love it, love it, love it. And you, you are learning all the laws. And then the third stage, and this is where most churches bring you to, I think, and, and possibly leave you there, but is sort of uh, leadership and service. And so now you're sort of, fully purpose driven you've learnt the laws now you can serve so you're on the evangelism team or you're a youth leader or you're a worship leader you're functioning you're a small group leader you're functioning in the community in the church and you're doing all those things but the, the trouble with that is that's only half the journey that's half the journey but most of us think that's it that's mm. the zenith and I think it was Teresa of Avila who first oh she was great wasn't she, she knew what she I was. went out with her for a while did you yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. clever she, she never picked up her half of the bill that was a, oh yeah there's a long way to go to Avila I find it anyway sorry carry on what did she say she she first came up with this idea of like the, the butterfly analogy so yeah, okay. so you know this extraordinary uh, thing that is uh, two creatures in its lifetime so initially you're a caterpillar and you, you know a caterpillar is born onto its environment as anyone who's grown you know kind of cabbages knows and it just eats its it eats its surroundings chomp 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 cannot get enough for it but it comes a point in its development, in its life, where it can eat no more. And if it does, it will be very sick, I'm led to believe. Anyway, so it, you know, the hungry caterpillar uh, reference. Uh, so, <laughs> and at this point, something very interesting happens, which is it, it, it spins this chrysalis, mm. it, you know, goes into this thing. And that, the correct uh, biological language, I believe, is it melts down completely. It liquefies. Yeah, I don't know what the correct. I read. Called. I read on the internet that, the that it sort of language. melts the whole. The, the, well, that's what I always imagine. Must happened. be true. If you read it on the internet, the internet, then it is true. Yeah, yeah, we know I, that. I trust that. <laughs> so, anyway, uh, it's in this chrysalis. It changes form. It melts. It hangs on to its leaf by a thread. That's an interesting metaphor mm. in and of itself. Mm. Uh, as I know, many people who hang on to church by the tips of their mm, fingers. But anyway, never mind. Uh, and then what happens is it emerges into something very different that no longer needs that environment it was born, to, born onto but is free to fly all over the place. It becomes a butterfly. And she likened the journey of faith. She said the whole first half of life is that those, those levels I've explained. Then that middle stage is like you know, kind of the next stage, which is this kind of meltdown. 
this kind of what on earth do I believe in? Stage four. I don't I don't know I can trust the Bible, I don't know if there's a God, I don't know what's going on at church anymore, I don't seem to be enjoying the singing or the sermons. You often end up blaming the church leader at this point, uh, in my experience, or blaming the worship leader for their inadequate choice of songs or singing. But really, you know, it's your crisis. It's, it's you know, you just don't know what's going on. And so that's likened to the chrysalis thing, emerging from that is a newfound freedom that, you know, and you, you mentioned about the contradictions and those that, that can deal with paradox, uh, that can deal with life as it is, that can deal with the fact that you are both saint and sinner and you don't need to go around judging others because you, you carry, you walk lightly to the fact that you exist only by grace. Mm. And so you emerge from that and then, you, you know, the... The ultimate goal, I suppose, of the stages, if you can talk about goals, you probably can't, is, is this kind of reference in John's Gospel of simply abiding in Christ. And in whatever model you use of stages of faith, the sort of end goal is this beautiful picture of abiding in God. And I've certainly had glimpses of that. I would love to say I'm there the whole time, which of course I'm not. But, you know, it is a beautiful, peaceful, loving, relaxed serene place to be where you have this great sense of of God in me of me and God of being loved of being uh, one with God if you like in a way uh, I, I, I don't want to sound too well, eastern here and apologies if I've just lost half the audience here but but the point is you know that's a bible image abiding yes. in God yes. so let's stay with that so okay you I'm quite confused now about the which number of fate of stage we're on. So the so, so really the okay. Quickly, so the first three are really external. Qu- I'm quite bored now. So really, yeah, no, quickly, I've had enough. Oh, really quick, give me these six stages. Okay, so fir- the first three uh, were kind of uh, spiritual awakening, learning the laws, and sort of service and leadership. Then there's the kind of middle stage, the chrysalis stage, liquefaction, which you might call the second awakening. It's like. I've lost the structures, I've lost the thing, but I am sensing there's something new coming. It feels like a crisis. Often it is a crisis that pushes you into it, interestingly. Um, and then, and then the, the, so that's the fourth stage. Stage four is a second awakening mm. in, in this, you know, milieu of doubt. Stage five would be like kind of a, a kind of moving out again. So now you've started... You started, it looks a bit like stage three, service and leadership. You started doing things again. You started serving. You started doing, but you're not doing it out of guilt and you're not doing it to earn favour and you're not yeah. doing it because you ought to. You're doing it because you want to. Mm. It, I mean, Jesus, I think, used this expression of it's like wells of living water flowing up inside of you. You're not volunteering to do stuff in the church because the church leaders made you feel guilty if people don't. You're doing it because suddenly you've got this strong core. And you see yourself and you see others more compassionately. And so now you kind of just want to love and serve. Mm. It's a very different... It's, it looks similar, but you're doing it from a whole new base. And, and stage six, as I've presented them, would be abiding in God. Which is this place of just knowing God with you and in you. Mm. And you being in God. You are now free 
to go to church in, in a whole new way of, uh, in fact, not go to church, because I hate that phrase, it, it, being church, in a whole new way, where you don't have to be critical and you don't have to worry about the fact that it's not feeding you, I hear that one a lot, oh, yeah. or, or the worship is not very good, I love that one. Uh, what idea have you, do you, what do you think worship is that the worship isn't very good? You know? <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> but that's, that's yes. another podcast yes. for another yes. time. We'll come back on that. Suddenly you're free to actually support and help and love and serve. Yes. And you're doing it from this place of, uh, of, of uh, you know, deeper uh, understanding and union with Christ. And so you don't need to criticise. You, you, you just don't need to do that anymore. So I suppose what this podcast is about, or will be about, is for all of us who are, who are liquefying... Yes. What an unpleasant, yes. what an unpleasant image that For is. All of us who are melting down. Basically, if you are out there liquefying as a Christian, melting down, and you're stuck in your chrysalis, then um, what we want to be saying at this point is that this is a transition stage. This is yeah. a chance for you. Do to, not lose hope. This is a chance for you to become a butterfly. Yes. Uh, I think we can all just dwell on that picture <laughs> for a minute. Um, so how do I know if I am having a mid-faith crisis? How do I know? What are the signs oh, I should what are the look symptoms for? Yeah, what are the symptoms of a midlife? I would say the first one is that 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 sense of they're all mad. You know, I, <laughs> either they're all mad or I'm all mad. You know, is this it? Is this You'll it? Find that, that it you question? find yourself in church one day singing a song about how you just want to dance. Yes. Or perhaps <laughs> want to praise God with every breath. Yes. And you realise you are, in fact, lying to God in song. Yes. Well, someone once said, you. as you know, I'm particularly fond of many <laughs> of the words of many worship songs. And, and uh, someone once said, uh, when I became a Christian, I stopped telling lies and started singing them. <laughs> and and uh, That's so true. And uh, you know, so you do you do stand there singing, and you make these enormous commitments in songs, don't you? We're going off piece here slightly, but you make yeah. these enormous commitments <laughs> where you say, "I'm going to give everything to God." Yeah. If I actually asked you to Not say my iPad. that, <laughs> yeah, if I actually asked you to say that, you'd never say it. But you're happy to sing it because no one ever really believes what we're singing. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like singing is the theological equivalent of having your fingers crossed when you're saying behind your back when you're saying something. You just go, oh, I don't really believe this, but I'm happy to sing it. So, so you're serving in church. Uh, perhaps another symptom is that that uh, you know you're reading the Bible and going. Huh? Yes. Although I think that probably occurs quite a lot during your life, but perhaps you're giving yourself more permission to go. Huh? I just like making that noise. Yeah, no, it's a good, it's a good noise. Let me try. Huh? It's my Bible doubting noise. (laughs) 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 And then, and then another one I think would be a. um, I've certainly experienced of. uh, Well, I'll be honest. I have never been um, a, a fan of prayer meetings. Do you know, I, there no. has never been a moment in my life where I have skipped down the street towards a prayer Yippee, meeting. Yippee, I'm going to a yes. prayer meeting. You know what? Where I felt the same about going to a prayer meeting as I feel, yeah. say, about going to the pub. Yeah. You know, I don't, I've never felt that. And I think you once said to me, uh, you know, uh, you, a big, you're a big fan of prayer. It's just praying you have a difficulty with. <laughs> um, and I, I think that's a really good, good, good um, quote that you probably stole. Um, but I think, I, but I, I, so I think, that, but it's certainly prayer. You you feel, what am I doing here? Yeah, nobody sure. is listening. The, yeah. the, this is yeah. self delusion on a grand yeah. level. Yeah, and yeah, I think so. Your whole worldview in the mid faith is crushed, mm. uh, and it, it, it's very distressing. 
but it has to be. It actually has the whole foundations uh, uh, need digging up again for this new thing. Now, Paul talks about it in terms of dying to the flesh life or the false self. And that's another way of putting, uh, putting what this painful process is. Mm. The false self is not who you really are. Who you really are um, is, is this, this beloved child of God. Mm. And now, can you dare trust that narrative? I just want to stop here because there's an enormous pigeon having a bath in your There bubble. is, yes. That's He's really going there. <laughs> no, no, no. And there will be no water left. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure everyone's fascinated no, by sorry, that. Sorry, that, anyway, that is, that, effectively, that's lunch. Will you right? pay attention? We're doing a podcast. No, but if you filled that bird bath yes, with, like, orange juice... Yeah. And yes, the birds and baited it. <laughs> yeah. You could actually sell... You could have a self-marinating <laughs> thing there. Anyway, um, so... Uh, what can we do about it? What What's the next? Step? Well, I think. Uh, thank you. You've cut to the nitty gritty. I, I think that's the idea I behind the nitty. Podcast. Yes, so, so, maybe. So for, <laughs> yeah, a bit squitty. Uh, we we're certainly going to name it for what it is, and we'll describe the symptoms, and we'll do that. But the what the way through is 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 clearly a whole new way of being of being with God and of being with one another. And and, and, and part of that journey for me has meant discovering spiritual disciplines that were taught for many centuries to all Christians, but somehow we lost sight of uh, in more recent centuries or certainly the last century. Um, it's it's about finding new ways to, to talk about God and, and, and what we mean when we talk about God. So, you know, if, if, if the first image that comes into your mind when I say the word God, is an old man with a white beard. You're going to have to do. You're going to have to do something. That's got to break down. It's God has got to come to mean something different yes. than that image. So, so you're going to look at your narratives of God. You're going to start practicing different disciplines and behaving in a new way uh, on the earth, basically. And you and, and and the combination of changing your narratives and actually living differently starts to bring a whole new sense of life with it so what we'll do in these podcasts is we, you know one by one we'll 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 look at some of the practices we'll look at some of the narratives we'll look at those kind of things and gradually over time i, I hope what people will see is there is a there is a whole different way of thinking and being a christ a follower of jesus um anyway well thank you um for listening and uh, you can keep uh, you can contact us uh, on the interweb, yes, I'm on, indeed. I'm on Twitter. You are. Uh, Joe's, what is your Twitter address? Drugs. My Twitter address is Nick Eventium, uh, and you can find me at uh, nickpage.co.uk as well. And there's a website for this show called, and the website address midfaithcrisis.org. And no idea whether that will be up and running by the time. That, well, it will be up and running. Well, it's, it's got, got to be. Stay, it's it? got to be. Yes, well, I don't think we can put deliver. Your finger it out. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's got to be so a people you'll got to be able to, to get in touch with us. So do send in your questions. If they are difficult ones, or if they're ones that uh, we don't know the answer to, we will ignore them. Yes. Um, or we will steal somebody else's answers and pass them off as our own. Yes, I think that's. Brilliant. I think that's good. Um, but we'd love to. We'd love to hear from you. And if you did want to get in touch, why don't you try emailing Nick at midfaithcrisis.org or Joe at midfaithcrisis.org? Because, because that will be working. We will argue over who has to field all the emails, <laughs> all the four emails that we might get. Yes. All right. Thank you very much for listening. Goodbye. Thank you.